Welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast with me, Kathy Love. I'm a business coach who helps allied health professionals run powerful and profitable businesses in the disability sector. Join me for cutting edge interviews with leaders in the allied health and business fields, along with plenty of practical content that you can use to make your business practice perfect. Jenny, I was just going to hit record and we're just going to have a catch up like we're having a little glass of wine somewhere at a Foxy wine bar. That would be so nice. It would be so nice. Jenny Pippa is a bundle of nerves and giggles and this is literally going to be you guys listening in to us catching up, which we haven't done for a couple of years. So um, we're just going to make it up as we go. I know. And um, yeah, congratulations. The five-year anniversary of Allied Health Admin Services. Was there a party? Yes. No, well, no. Well, yes, actually, there was. The because, COVID party kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, the whole yeah. COVID thing. But uh, probably the biggest little party, hurrah, was uh, the business awards, the local business awards that happened that week, actually. Oh, wow. When was this? Yes. So it was two weekends ago. Yeah, I was thinking. I saw the award thing really, really recently but I wasn't aware that the five-year birthday for the business birthday had happened at the same time pretty much the same time yeah date-wise yeah so this year we went out on a limb and um, submitted a nomination for the category of um, excellence in professional services which is a category we won a couple of years ago before COVID hit and uh, made all of these things defunct for a couple of years and um, outstanding business leader I put in for myself as well which was a big step up gosh yes and uh, when I received a notification um, a few weeks before to say that I was a finalist I didn't actually know in which category so I was going in blind (laughs) and uh Lo and behold, on the evening, we were runner-up for Excellence in Professional Services and I was awarded Outstanding Business Leader. You so, are still on a high. I can I tell. I kind of am. I kind yeah. of am. Yeah. Yeah. You know, receiving little accolades from our local Member of Parliament here and, yeah, it's great. We'll get on to the business in a tick, but what were your <laughs> motivations for Putting in the application, what drove you there? Look, to be honest, last year was a really big year for me and the business. And I think for me, um, being a finalist in the Osmumpreneur Awards um, in 2021 was probably the catalyst for me. Mm. It enabled me to see that there were so many women out there, mums and single women who were just striving for their best and had so much to tell. And I realised I was building a wonderful team and um, I very rarely had any poor feedback from my team about my leadership. So it's time to put it out there. There she goes. There she goes. (laughs) I've never uh, applied or, or gone down that process myself. Interestingly, I, you know, often get nominated for stuff like Telstra and all of that piece and I'm really curious about it but I've supported some clients uh, through the process and 
I guess what they've said is that it's been a really interesting process, a really good process of reflection and checking in and that they've learned stuff about themselves and their team that they business and their business that they just didn't see, just didn't see because someone asked them a different sort of question. Exactly. And it was good. It, it was is. a really good process and not winning yeah. kind of wasn't a huge it, deal. No. Disappointing, but the process was really cool. Yeah, yeah. And, look, I have to say the process, each time I've nominated for a, a an award, I generally use um, somebody to help me write that nomination because there's quite a, you know, a niche yeah. for that type of thing. And yeah. unless you're really good with words and submissions and tenders, I think you can miss the key components for the judges. Mm. And um, every time I've used um, a contractor to, to help me with this, I actually have to go back and think about the questions and come back to them, you know, the next yeah. day or something because, yeah, you're right, it, it, it's put forward to you in a very different manner to how you would even think about it or how you even read it mm. on paper. So it's, very, it's a very interesting process. Would you describe yourself as competitive? <laughs> Insert evil in, laugh. Yeah, yeah. It looks at some in to some degree, yeah, I am. But I'm competitive. I'm competitive. I'm competitive when it's put in a in a young environment like that. However, yep. in my industry, I'm not competitive. Mm. I know my niche. <laughs> I yeah, know where but- I stand. Yeah, it's just that whole Olympic size opinion on competitive competition and competitive. You can be competitive against yourself. You can just up your game week on week, month on month. That's right. You don't have to be out there trying to beat, and I'm doing air quotes, competition. Yeah, I I, I know. It's funny how people think about that. I Yeah. I think, to be honest, Kathy, you've done a podcast on this before, recently actually, the whole imposter syndrome. Oh, yeah, that one. Mm, that one. <laughs> That's how I've seen myself all these years. No way. Gosh. Yes. There's been, I know that I'm valued. I know that my knowledge and skill set is valued but I still have that imposter syndrome mentality. We really are at the wine bar right now, Jenny. (laughs) We're through the first bowl of chips. Yep. So thank you for sharing sharing that. We might come back to that. I think at this point people are probably wondering what they're listening to. Yeah, ladies catching. Catching So let's kind of, um, you know, get to first... uh, base here yeah tell us about everything that AHAS is I've heard several people <sighs> refer to it as AHAS in the last few weeks and I just had to quickly process but uh, the allied health admin services who are you and what what do you do yeah so we are very niche in the allied health space we provide um, valued and very important administrative services to the allied health industry So that is not limited to the traditional occupational therapy, speech pathology, um, psychology. It could be uh, dietetics. It could be chiropractic. Um, It can be any array of allied health services. In fact, we've got a couple of clients that provide art therapy, for example, Um, and we just are seeing some amazing services out there and we are loving it and thriving on being able to help these businesses succeed and streamline their processes. 
Yeah. And you guys are based up on the New South Wales coast, somewhere kind of, I don't know, in the middle-ish. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we are. We're on the east Very coast. Much. Yes, probably yeah. about four hours north of Sydney. Yeah, mm. yeah, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. And your team, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's, it's Who have you got in your team? I have my business that started out five years ago with just me thinking it was never going to be anything more. Now both this will fill the hours. This will fill school hours. She thought. Oh yeah, pretty much. It now boasts a team of nine. Wow. Um, and it's, I met it's on, Annie last week. You have yes. So Annie is actually my very first full time employee, and she is my operations manager. So she don't is you need one of them? Gosh. Always, there is no way I could do this without her. Now, mm. um, she is she's my right hand man, along with my business manager Corinne. So, um, I, the three of us ladies, as far as management and running AHAS goes, I couldn't I couldn't do it without their support. Mm. Also, mm. couldn't run the business without my amazing team either, Kathy. Yep. Um, yep. And. Uh, yeah, as I say, it's growing. It's growing, you know, um, basically with with the leads that we've got coming in. We've got leads coming in every week, um, which means that we're obviously doing something right. Mm, mm. <laughs> and I guess people are going to listen into this uh, and sort of think, oh, I'm too disorganised to get a and a, a VA, but you're more than a VA. I'm too yeah. small. I'm too busy. I'm too None little. I'm too small. Yeah. I'm too busy. I need to have all my systems organised. Yeah. What will they think? I'll just do it myself for another three months. Have you heard any of this stuff? Because oh, I hear this stuff. That's, that's what we hear every day. And no. I just tell them to zip it and I just, you know, yeah. send your link through. Yeah, pretty much. And that's that's what we hear day in, day out. Um, if anyone follows us on our socials, you'll see that our testimonial Tuesday is full of full of feedback based around mm. every single one of those bruises in an allied health provider's business. Yeah. Yeah, I remember being like that. And I also remember thinking that I should be able to do it myself and how hard is it? <laughs> Here I am saying I we laughing. help everybody. I was just banging my head against the wall. And it's this stuff that goes into the um, dark hours of the night. It's this stuff that goes into the quick Saturday and Sunday mornings before the family wake up. And it doesn't and that, have to be yeah. this difficult. And it's not difficult work it's work that needs to be done well and consistently ideally right. by someone else exactly exactly and I liken it um our service and our skill sets very very much like um the allied health provider they've studied for so many years three four maybe five or six years to attain their certifications in the the niche and the sector that they wanted to train in uh, that's what they should be doing. They shouldn't yep. be bogged down yep. with all the other with all the other administrative mm. and business management things. Mm. Um, I think if you've got a good team behind you, your job as the the owner of the business or the principal of the business should be pretty easy. Yeah, yep, I really do. Uh, I think there's another little myth in here as well, mm-hmm. um, and well, there's probably a few, but there's one myth that springs to mind that sometimes when allied health professionals get busier and busier and busier, mm-hmm. they sort of come to me and say, can you help me or how do I recruit a OT? Mm-hmm. 
and I'm thinking with difficulty, but I'm also thinking should the another clinician be your first recruit? Because what's going to happen? Like it just doubles up the customer service work and it's exactly. going to double up just everything. And um, what I've loved seeing over the years is, is supporting and coaching some of our solopreneurs and their lives change when they bring in some help like yours when they're solo. And so even if they don't grow a cast of thousands, they're reclaiming their time. They are. Too build if they want. Exactly. And I'm a big believer, and when we um, have discovery calls with potential new clients, I'm a big believer in if they have, if they want to expand their business and bring on other clinical professionals, they need to have everything in place from the start. Well, let's just take out everything and just say more and as much as possible. Well, as much as possible, there's never everything's covered, is it? Let, let's just say that all of the HR documents in place, policies and yeah. procedures in place, yeah. systems set up as much as you as can, correctly yeah. as you can. Yeah, because yeah. it makes life easier and everyone will be happier. Mm. I think clients, and I also feel that. Um, participants, so our clients' clients, yep, yep, can feel when it's not when it's not right either. Very true, very true. It does have that ripple impact, isn't it? If it's pretty, it pretty flaky kind of invoicing and receiving and complaints and pretty flaky appointments, Absolutely. they very quickly get a sense of um, what the business is about because a lot of participants, your clients' clients. Mm-hmm they're engaging other providers, so they do have a point of comparison, don't they? Absolutely, they do. Absolutely, they do. Yeah. So I guess therein lies the importance of that. Yeah. So do you still feel like an imposter? No, not really. (laughs) It only took 10 minutes. I didn't think it would take long. (laughs) And I guess you've been working with some business owners now for quite some time and you've seen the changes and the growth that they've been able to get as well. It's good. It's very satisfying that bit. It is. It is. We've got a couple of clients that we've been with. Our longest client that we've been with is four years. Yeah. And it was. Might even know who that could be. You most certainly do know who it is. So they have grown from pretty much being a two-man duo. To 52, 62. Yeah. I don't know. Lost count. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it has been amazing to be part of that business in particular, but all of our clients' businesses. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty special when you see these clients growing. Yeah. Like they do. And, yeah, yeah, that one in particular, let it be said. Um, yeah. <laughs> let me just think about, you know, the work that you guys do you've got pretty good working knowledge of the NDIS? Methinks we do love it or loathe it. Yeah. yeah well, you know, it's probably 70 percent loathe, but yeah, <laughs> tough gig at the moment. What? Um, and also just this perspective of five five years. What have you noticed just on that NDIS front? What What have you observed in the last few years? Probably the. The biggest thing that we've observed in probably since COVID hit really in the last 18 months to two years, it was the delay and the lag in uh, reviews for plans 
Yeah. Um, a lot of the participants, their plans are rolling over. They're not even notified of that. Those rollovers are a three-month plan mm. usually. Um, it seems that participants and their carers and representatives, they're not as well-informed anymore by wow. support coordinators and planners as they once were when at least I started working in the NDIS yeah. space five or six years ago. Less personal? Less, oh, absolutely less yeah. personal. Um, and, I mean, we all know the NDIS is cutting funds left, right and centre. Mm. Um, but then this afternoon I'll hear stories to the complete contract. Exactly. Sorry. And I think the last time you and I spoke about this, Cathy, at the time, I said it's an ever-changing environment. What mm. will be something today will be something different tomorrow. Mm. It'll be a different piece of information. Yeah. Which makes it even harder. And what I um, kind of hear about is that allied health business owners need some sounding board and some industry insights on this. And this is why Absolutely. our members and their communities are just what if and have you heard and mm -hmm. have you had this happen and have you had that email and yep. just being able to cross-check with somebody in terms of what's going on and sometimes even needing to just check what they've missed out on because you can just miss stuff and not even know. Not even know. So yep. This is sort of another role that you bring, isn't it, Some just some perspective and intel in terms of what your clients are seeing, just like what I do with our members. That's exactly um, right. Yeah, exactly. So, and you know, we're no less um, invested in, in following um, businesses and you know joining and subscribing to newsletters um, across the board for our industry I think it's important and that's where we find that that's that's the key if you want to keep up to date with this information you make sure you have access to those those tools yeah so if you were boss of the NDIS just for just for 20 minutes no it's only 20 minutes like you'll yeah. barely get the seat warm what would you what would you do Oh, goodness. Perhaps from an operations point of view, what do you think would make it easier? I think. You can I'm say the web portal. Yeah, I'm going to go, <laughs> look, I'm really going to go out on a limb here. I think yeah. the whole system needs a complete overhaul. Yeah. It yeah. really needs a complete overhaul. I think, mm. I think there's been a lot of sight lost. Yeah. In what it was set out to achieve. Lost. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. Um, cost cutting hasn't just been reflected in participants' plans, mm. shall we say. Yeah. <laughs> it's been yeah. cut in a lot of other avenues as well. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, look, it's an it's a interesting one and I guess we're recording this at the start of a very probable, well, a definite kind mm. of election cycle as well. Yes, um, and what we will and won't hear from both sides That's uh, right. is going to be really, really interesting. And what is and isn't released during this election cycle, you know. Yes. And this is where we need to rely on our avenues mm. and our connections to, to share other pieces of information. It can be hard to know where to go to put your opinion around some of this mm -hmm. um, because I think trust has also been somewhat diluted through some of the peak bodies as well um, and a sense yeah. that the peaks aren't always doing enough or always understanding it from the ground level piece. And mm -hmm. um, I, I think you throw in Omicron um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and there's a, 
oh my gosh, just haven't got much left in the tank. Yeah. Um, we're going to keep my business. We're going to keep my family on the rails. We're going to keep the business on the rails. NDIS, just behave, just behave. Oh, let, let's just let it roll through smoothly. Yeah. Sadly, it's not the way it's going to happen, though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely one one to watch. And another, um, I'm going to sw- shift gears a little because I can feel the energy flagging. Both our heads are on the side as we're talking about the NDIS, so we'll <laughs> top up our glasses and perhaps shift. Um, I've heard more about Insight software in the last 12, <laughs> uh, probably six or nine months, mm-hmm. probably since I don't know, last year was a bit of a blur, Um, since whenever. I've heard more about Insight and then the penny just dropped really not long ago that this is kind of where you're putting your admin eggs in the basket as well. So tell us a little bit about Insight software because it's possibly one of the least known ones as well. Yeah, quite possibly, yes. Um, We've actually, AHAS were in a position last year, or Allied Health Admin Services last year was in a position that we were able to partner with the team at BE Software or otherwise known as Insight. Um, We feel that it's our, it is, it's our preferred practice management platform. favourite. We do, and, you know, we don't like to have favourites in families, do we? (laughs) Oh, sometimes it's inevitable. Well, sometimes. <laughs> but look, for us with the, um, I guess, the the professionals we support and the nature of their needs, for us it meets, it meets all the boxes. So why do you like it so much? I think because we've been involved with a lot of back-end setup for clients oh, as well. Okay. So we kind of get to set it up with our knowledge but also based on being able to work it for the client. So it is just so much more versatile. There's so many more features that some of the lesser systems have. Um, In saying that, not every system is going to be the perfect fit for Mm. any business. Um, I I am truly believe that I'm going to stop system that will be there and fulfil everything for everybody. There is always going to have to be subscriptions or APIs that might need to be integrated into into a system Mm. to to make it work for you and your business. Um, We would also not recommend a program or a platform like Insight to a client who might be a sole trader and they're solely just themselves or another clinician. Um, That would be... be, um, murderous for us to do that because that that yeah, is not really providing the best service not the right thing at the right time yeah no that's exactly right so you know with a lot of our clients um who we do work with insight for and come to us for our insight knowledge they're clients that are genuinely ready for that next step up in the type mm. of practice management system that they need yeah in one of our i think i might have um almost kind of sold Two more, uh, two more clients to them this morning in our in our mastermind session. Yeah, you. I believe you've got a number of clients that are already on Insight. 
in your I do. Mind. You have insight on our insights. Um, I sure do. <laughs> I can't. I can't tell you. Um, I can't tell you off the top of my head who they all are. But um, <laughs> it's just this sort of little. It's this quiet one. You either know or you don't. And um, you know, it's got some functionality that just isn't matched anywhere. Um, anywhere else. And I yeah. think there's also a certain type of. I agree with you. There's a certain type of business who provides a certain style of work. Mm-hmm. that boom it's an absolute match it's an absolute match for around exactly. some of the the timing and um businesses Beaches. that do a lot of documentation and a lot of case management type work yes um yeah it's a it's good for that yeah and i mean for, for a business that has lots of um lots of stakeholders working in the business, whether they're employees, contractors, or, you know, further afield, external third parties. Or a multi-disc team working around a client. Exactly. It's really really good because you can also limit who sees what. Yeah. You know, and and a lot of business owners do struggle with allowing certain things to be seen within practice management systems. Mm. And there's many out there that you can't get completely down to the nitty-gritty of who sees what and who doesn't with their, you know, the the level of access they have. So, you know, when we're talking about privacy, for us it ticks a lot of boxes. Yeah, yeah. I spoke with the owners and developers last year and Jenny, on the public record, I'm going to task you to get them back in my calendar for a podcast <laughs> chat. Because they were there can. and then they disappeared and then they were back in and then I think they disappeared again. I don't know. I I've obviously s- scared them off. No, you won't. It'll just take a little bit of a <laughs> from me. <laughs> a little bit of logistics. A little bit it of will. Logistics. It will. It will. Yeah. And I would love for you to interview um, Renato. I probably won't get CEO. a word in. Ah. Yeah, you will. <laughs> but yeah, he's super passionate about his system, Indeed. and yeah, yes. Yeah. Rest yeah. assured, I will. I will send All right. that email. All right, it's on the record. <laughs> yes, and um, get him back in. And uh, yeah, I, I, sure I really will. enjoy. Uh, I really enjoy the re- the relationships I have with you know the the software developer. Um, yes crew they're so interesting and they really view business from such an interesting and different and complementary perspective and you know they've got heads like planets like they just think so much about this stuff yes and um it's it, it it's interesting I don't think yeah I feel comfy talking about this it's interesting that they don't actually really know each other and so That's exactly right. When I speak with one, I sort of say, you would just get you, I just wish you guys would go for a beer and yeah. just <laughs> sort that one out for all of us. Bring and, the two um, together or bring the three together into one big happy family. Yes. Exactly right. And I've been threatening it for years um, <laughs> and extending the invitation because they're really, really good people. Maybe we should, hey, Kathy, maybe, hey, maybe we could do it ourselves. You know what? It's election year. Let's put them all around for a little debate. <laughs> <laughs> we could totally do that because, you know, now that we can get on planes, we could even perhaps hang out. But, um, yeah, that's, yeah, not everyone's ready for that just yet. But, yeah, um, well, <laughs> you know, I, I, um, you know, businesses just can't run without that software. They, you just can't do it. And, um, I there think, are still people out there who do. <laughs> really? Oh, I haven't spoken with one for a while. I must have been. Yeah. yeah. Probably a couple of year I'd come up, I'd hear about. Yeah. 
look, and I'm going to be really honest here, I kind of cringe when I hear that because it really frightens me from a security <laughs> level. <laughs> I think you're being very polite. I think I might have used stronger words than that. But <laughs> this is going out to the wine We're still audience. at the wine bar, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it does. It, it, yeah. I have a real privacy and security issue with mm. a lot of external Yep, cloud paper files systems. are pretty scary nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll just leave that one. That could make yeah. us sound like the NDIS. We'll just shift yes, on. I don't even much. know what we should talk about next, but um, <laughs> I guess, you know, as much as you can release out of the genie's bottle, what, what do you think your year's going to look like? What What's the next 12 months going to bring for you guys? Obviously, more awards. You yeah, know, oh, well, on your shelf. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do need a new one at the moment. <laughs> um, I'll be honest, Kathy, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I have actually stepped out of my comfort zone um, in the last six months, not only for Business Leader Award, but I've also co authored in a book. Oh, that's right. I was going to, yep, got the book yes. here on my sticky. Yes. Tell us about the book because I don't think I replied to your message last week yeah. about the book, but that's <laughs> no, kind of state of the nation sometimes on that's my side of the line. totally fine, yeah. So this book is called uh, Courage and Confidence. So it is a collaboration of 24 um, business women coming together, talking about um, their lives in their businesses, the trials that they've overcome, um, experiences that they've experienced and celebrating many wins along the way. Um, so I was really excited to be offered a spot to be able to co-author in this book. So I have to say I... Uh, a book tour? Well, maybe. <laughs> be fun with 12 of you on a book tour. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm pretty... I actually... Quite, was quite happy with the way the chapter came mm. up. So who knows? Who knows? So what's in your chapter? My chapter. Hmm. I don't know if I want to release too much out of my chapter couple yet. Of key points, couple of key little <laughs> teasers that would get us rushing to Booktopia. <laughs> well, you can actually pre-order from Allied Health Admin Services website. Okay, shameless plug. Loving that yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> Look, to be honest, Kathy, I really speak highly in my chapter about believing in yourself, mm. knowing your skill set, knowing your target market. That's the story of my business as a virtual assistant. Mm. For me, the importance was knowing where you stand, knowing what you're good at. Mm. I couldn't provide services in something that I am not good at. I wouldn't yeah. be able to sell myself to do that. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's also important to be a little bit scared sometimes? Hell, I was scared. <laughs> Even though I knew my niche, I was I was petrified. Mm. I, you know, I haven't, do you know the last time was, the last time I advertised my business? I don't know if you ever have, have you? Probably five on years, this podcast. Five years ago yeah. when I first started with you. Yeah. That was the only advertising I've had to do. Yeah. I was scared. I was petrified. 
it was going to go one of two ways. It was either going to go up or it was going to go down. Or it was just going to kind of wiggle along. Yeah. 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 I think um, fear and sort of being scared is, is interesting. And we've, I've just run our boardroom meeting season in the last month and um, I brought into our boardroom clients some of the work of Tim Ferriss and um, his concept of why you should set, um, why you should define your fears rather than your goals and um, really interesting. I don't know if you've ever seen his stuff on that. Um, I haven't, but that certainly does get the brain get the brain ticking Thinking to be honest yeah. about what could happen what could the impact be yeah how will you deal with it how can you mitigate it that's exactly the worst right. fears coming true and he's yep. got a, a kind of a loose very very practical framework and um it's an in, it's an interesting one I think um yeah you know I don't I think it's part of it and I don't know yeah. sometimes can get a bit of a bad rap but it's there for a reason it can and we we wouldn't be human if we didn't feel it put it that yeah. way yeah, and I've, I'm actually halfway through a book by Emma Isaacs called Winging It. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, I kind of look at that and think, oh, well, wing it, see if it works, see if yeah. it happens. She's Give got the go. right. She, she she hit the nail on the head. She did it right. She yeah. hasn't looked back since she did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So your book, when's it? You're taking pre-orders, possibly yeah. by the time this episode hits the ears. It will be live. Yeah, when's <laughs> it? When's it available? Yeah, so we kick off launch week um, the seventh with a five-day launch festival starting the seventh of March. Um, so yes, that week happens to fall on International Women's. Yeah, I was thinking that week. Yes, perfect. Yes, and the official launch of the book on all streams is scheduled for the eighth of March, which is International Women's Day. Yep. So it's yep. quite fitting that. Um, the launches that day during the festival I'm on an author's panel on the 8th of March so there'll be more details on our socials with links to that so yes oh, good would you ever write your own whole book no the thought has crossed my mind there you go there yeah you go. the thought has crossed my mind since mm. writing this um, writing this chapter um, I had Annie and Corinne um, actually read the draft and I said look ladies mm. tell me if you want any edits like if you think there's any edits need to be made let's discuss it let's have a look at it and both of them said to me I think you can naturally write you just don't oh, wow. <laughs> yes. wow so yeah 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 mm, that's an interesting one Who knows? Um, yeah you know I um there's a there's a, a theory concept out there that if you are a blogger then or if you're a podcaster or a writer in small little bricks that you can actually repurpose all of that stuff Mm -hmm. into a a book and there's Uh authors out there's people out there that will help you harvest and you know wrangle it into into shape so yeah maybe there's a little bit more writing in your future there possibly is there possibly is who knows <laughs> I'm not gonna say well, I'm no gonna ask you about that, that later in the year I'm gonna ask <laughs> you about that later in the year because I think there's goal. lots of 
<laughs> I think um, the book kind of writing a book sort of sits at the top. Well, sort of, maybe it doesn't, sort of does. But there are so many other ways to communicate and exchange value, you know, yeah. vlogging and interesting different social content. You know, I think TikTok's been really interesting. Clubhouse oh last goodness. year was really interesting. Um you know, I, I probably download a white paper every couple of weeks just mm-hmm. to get a really good 10 pages of something someone's put care into to write. Yes. I just was looking at one just before I jumped on here. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, people still want to consume written material. They yeah. don't always want to listen to things. I'm pretty old-fashioned too. I like to actually have it in my hot little hands. I'm not much of an e-book reader. Mm, I'm very okay. much, I would prefer to have it in my hands. Yeah. Something a little bit more tangible. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some more blogs and some other documents and stuff. I think it's good. Yeah. I think it's yeah. good. I think it's good. I, I, I've got some, I've got some, uh, I've got some um, things that I want to strive for this year. So, you never know. What can you tell us about them, Jen? Well, I've never done a live. I'm going to put that out like a Facebook live. Facebook live, never. So I'm going to try and curb those fears and do all of those things this year. What can go wrong? (laughs) Really? (laughs) I've had so much go wrong. And you isn't can delete whole, them. Isn't that the whole purpose? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Friend gets to me, she said, you're going to have to take it down, your buttons are undone. I said, thanks. Yep, you're right. Okay, we'll just pull that one down. Meanwhile, meanwhile <laughs> you've had a look at the views and the views are sitting at thousands already. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 she was really quick. She was really quick. <laughs> but, yeah, but once just, again, this, is, yeah. this sits with your writing piece. This sits with your piece. So when yes. I do a live... I just use one of these sticky, you know, the bigger square oh, sticky notes. Yeah. I'm holding it up. Obviously, yeah. people listening have got yeah. no clue. <laughs> but they've got about 10 lines on them. And I've just yeah. got a little structure that I use. And I just have the dot points there and I just stick that with Go blue tacks somewhere near the camera. Um, yeah. This is so on a good day. I mean- Sometimes I wing it. You can really pick those ones. <laughs> <laughs> but I just find just a, a little structure. Yeah. Just. Six or seven words and I'm good to go. Oh, yeah, well, we're going to get courage and confidence for that one. So when do you think you can do your first live? I don't know. And I'm not going to put, I know. A, a, I know date label. I'm not going to put a date label on it because you'll be uh, messaging me saying, where's that Facebook live? <laughs> why wouldn't Okay, why wouldn't you do it on the 8th of March? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> when I've got those hot little books in my hands. Yeah. Yeah. A whole, um, the mentor that I worked with when I wrote my book, um, it's just a little bit of a cohort kind of club piece there. And there's a live that you do when you're unboxing your first yes. box of printed books. So that yes. moment can be good as well because you don't yeah. have to say a whole lot. I don't even have to show my face. I'm just looking at it. <laughs> your face is good because we kind of want to see see that. Yeah, bit, right. You want to see the excitement. Yeah. Up. Yeah. But yeah. that could be good. So, yeah, <laughs> yes. I'm thinking 8th of eight March. Pretty you know. close. Got a week and a bit. Yeah, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. close. So the book and maybe a Facebook Live, what what do you want from a business perspective in this next 12 months? You guys are going to just keep rolling. (laughs) Yeah, we are. We are. Mm. Um, I think 
I mean, the growth is certainly going to be there. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say too much. <laughs> I'm not going to let too much out of that. Yeah. But, yeah, look, certainly we're going to, um, I would like to see some, um, a little bit of restructuring, let's say. Yep. I'm yep. no different to any other business. Yep. Um, yep. I can see um, AHAS with the size it is currently, I can see it needing a bit of an overhaul, so to speak, and how yep. we, how we, um, the business is structured. Yep. Um, I think the first phase of that was um, us putting an uh, operations manager on, so having Annie. Um, you know, I, I would always, Kathy, be the face of, of AHAS, um, but the size of it now just simply means that, well, like yourself, you can't be over everything. Um, Nor should you be. My gosh. And that's Get why me out we, of- yeah, <laughs> and that's why I have my trusty team. So mm. I, I envisage that um, it'll, yeah, the restructure will be around having a couple of operations managers managing a couple of different teams. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about what yeah. the next chapter has. Has yeah, for us. back to the org chart. And there's yes. the org chart can be so helpful in so many different ways. It can represent line management, but then you can kind of spin it and look at it from a functional point of view and as a well. Totally different. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, just to be to be flexible too, yep. Kathy. You know, and we we pride ourselves on being transparent with our clients. Mm. Um, transparency for me is number one. I, yeah. I, I I don't have it in me to tell a fib. I'm putting it yeah. out there. I just do not yeah. have that mentality to do that. Yep, you're too busy. I'm too Thinking busy. Your next Facebook Live. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I might yeah. do a trial and send you a practice one. <laughs> yeah, do that. Do that. Or or you can at least do some videos and just start posting them because at least you can just re-record them. Yeah. <laughs> now your team, I'm thinking, is a hybrid team. You've probably got some locals, but you've got team right across the country. We do, we do. So our team branches. I do have a couple of. Um, I have one team member currently locally here to me. Um, Annie is not far from me. Mm-hmm. She is about two hours away from me maybe three, um, but then from there we're talking Queensland, mm. uh, South Australia and Central Coast, a little bit further down from me here. Yeah. It's um, so liberating now that technology and mindset and everything can just kind of bring bring it all together. How do you lead a hybrid team like this? I've had this conversation with so many people of late. <laughs> yeah, your clients would want to know this stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Ours do. Yeah. Absolutely. Look, we we have very open lines of communication. As a team, we use one of our project management tools is, is Slack that we use. So um, we use that for... For us, that's very much used for our team communication. None of us are in an office together mm-hmm. where you can tap someone on the shoulder and ask them how to do mm. something or have a chat about how their weekend was or, you know, anything like that. So we're really, really big on using it for our celebrations and, you know, asking questions, you know, uh, having a help channel 
you know, a team help channel where if you've got a problem yep. or you've yep. got a something's come up that you're not sure how to how to how to fix or how to address it or how to even do it, um, someone within the team will know. And the help channels there. Um, we've got we use practice management tool ourselves. Um, well, a project management tool, I should say. We actually mm. our favorite is ClickUp at the moment. Ah, crowd sure favorite if, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I um, I'm really uh, we we've really invested a lot a lot of time in the setup mm. for ClickUp. Um, there are a couple of functionalities that were enticing when we first signed up, but they just don't quite work for us in Isn't the same funny manner. What you think you know you need. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, for us, it, it would be great to have a project management tool like that with a time tracking system in it. Yeah. ClickUp we were talking about this that. yesterday. Yeah. yeah. ClickUp we... has it, but not the right way in which I might need I need it for my own mm. reporting purposes. So, so yeah. Oh, I know. Absolutely. (laughs) And and just this morning I was on a call and I could just see in Teams someone needed a password because there was one that wasn't quite right. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. LastPass is phenomenal, phenomenal. We use Asana and Yeah. um, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty happy with it. But you get into a state of flow and habituation, really. Yeah. you sort of don't always look up and take your blinkers off to have a look at what and more look what at what's different. T- exactly. Yeah. yeah. I guess um, well for us with ClickUp, it's you can um, when it comes to something like that, Kathy, because I know exactly what you're saying, because we have our ClickUp um, sectioned by there might be daily tasks, fortnightly, quarterly. Mm monthly tasks um and you become used to doing those things as you know as routine at those Mm. those set times so sometimes you don't tend to go back and have a look at what's there but there's reminders and timestamps set on all of these so once it's completed you kind of get another reminder when it's due Um, and you also have watches so while it can be allocated to a set team member there's also watches so we know where in the whole scheme of things, it's sitting um, in from the in progress mm. to being completed. So, yeah, for us, that's pretty important with with maintaining for clients. Yeah, yeah. I um sort of get the shivers when I hear about businesses, whether businesses like ours, which are consulting businesses, or mm-hmm. allied health therapy businesses, or any businesses. Mm-hmm. I get the shivers when I hear that they're managing all their tasks via email. Mm. Like I literally can't talk for 10 seconds because mm-hmm. that used to be us like a lot. Oh, it used oh, to be all of us. Yeah, it used to be all of us. And once mm-hmm. you go to something like Asana, Basecamp, ClickUp, Monday, whatever those, it is, yeah. you just completely cannot believe how you existed with, oh. I don't know, 40, 50 emails a day. I don't know. There's no way. I mean, you know. I have that now and they're not even tasks. <laughs> mm. Mm. It's bad enough your inbox, your inbox on a daily basis without having all of your tasks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't look back. Always looking at those efficiencies. All righty. Well, the time has whizzed by. We're about to get uh, kicked out of the wine bar here. What yeah. are your final uh, final kind of thoughts for allied health business owners, perhaps curious about what you guys do at AHAS? I think if you're you're nervous, if 
you are floundering, if you really want to know what an external support can do, reach out to us. Pop on over to our website, complete a lead form um, and book in a discovery call with us and see what we can do to help. Yeah. Yeah. And even if it's not right now, at least you've got a bit of intel on board for later in the year. For down the track. We find, we generally find that... um, the last quarter in the financial year, there's a lot of businesses doing exactly that. They're, they're, they're forward thinking about the start of their next yep. financial year. Yep. And a lot of businesses are putting their feelers out to see how it works, to see how it can help them, to see what they are actually missing. Because when they talk to someone like us, they realise that they might be missing X, Y, Z in their yeah. business. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really important. Yeah. Well, thank you for jumping in. Thoroughly enjoyed thank the catch up. We need to do it more often than every gazillion we years. We should. <laughs> pandemic <laughs> doesn't time. help. But, no, um, it doesn't. Thrilled to bits. Yeah, thrilled to bits for you about the book and the fifth anniversary and the groaning award show. <laughs> it's very thank cool. Thank you, Kathy. I hope you're proud thank of you. yourself. Yeah, I am. Yeah. It's, it's slowly sinking in. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. For show notes and other resources, please visit practicemadeperfectpodcast.com. While you are there, you can subscribe for future episodes and continue your business adventure with me. And please be sure to share this and other episodes with your friends and colleagues. The Private Practice Made Perfect podcast is brought to you by Experts on Air Podcast Network.